If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. It was a natural break of getting that. We don't really have a spot for you in teaching, but also I just needed a break from photography because I was burnt out of everything and I gave it all up, wanted a job where I could go to work and then come home and have zero responsibility once I got home including editing. (laughs) After over 10 years full-time as a lifestyle photographer, I've discovered eight things that every photographer should do to build and grow a strong photography business. If you would like to strengthen your business in 2021 and learn more about the eight things that have helped me build a solid photo biz, head to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. That's the number eight things. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things to get your copy of the eight things that I've done over the last 10 years to build a successful lifestyle photography business. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a place for photographers who want to earn money with photography and live a better life. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since going full-time in 2010, photography has brought me more freedom, income, and opportunities than I ever imagined. It's been so positive for me that I want to show you everything I know. You'll learn more than just businessy things, though, including my favorite ways to be mindful and happier on this journey. Hey, you're tuned into the Photo Business Help Podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. This is a two-part interview with... Jen of Emerald Rue Films. This is one of our listener stories. If you are interested in coming on the show as a listener that is also a photographer with your own journey to share, you can email Natalie at photobizhelp.com and just uh, let me know that you're interested in being on the show. You can put something about the podcast in the email title. And hopefully I will be talking to you soon. So that's Natalie at photobizhelp.com. Today, we're going to be talking about Jen's journey, what inspires her, some challenges along the way, and where she's headed. She's working on a really cool journal for photographers to be more intentional before photo shoots. And we also have a lot in common with how long we've both been in the industry, as well as both being teachers. So without further ado, this is part one of a two-part interview with Jen of Emerald Rue Films. Thank you for being here today, Jen. Why don't you just introduce yourself and um, let people know a little bit about what kind of photography you do? Yeah, thank you for having me, Natalie. I'm really excited to be on your podcast. I'm in. I'm a listener, so um, it's fun to be on it now and have my own episode. I am a family filmmaker and photographer living in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I basically what family filmmaking is is I go into a family's home and sort of just observe them doing everyday life. So, you know, if it were a Saturday morning, maybe they're cooking breakfast and then they go outside to play. And I'm just as a fly on the wall, more a documentary style approach, I will go in and 
take video clips of all of it and then put it together like uh, you would see a wedding film being done. And there's beautiful music and there's audio and all the lovely great moments that happen in a family. So that's a little a little bit about family filmmaking. And uh, my style is a little bit more documentary as well. And I guess going back for my photography journey, I started out in weddings in 2007-ish, probably, by um, photographing my very own family. I come from a very large family. Like my mother has seven siblings and my dad has 10. So you can imagine the number of cousins oh my gosh. <laughs> that come from that. So being, wow. yeah, it's, and I, you know what, there's a lot of great things about it. I absolutely love it. But I kind of use them as my uh, guinea pigs, if you will. I, you know, they, everybody was sort of like getting married at that point. So even if I wasn't the hired photographer, I'd be like, can I, you know, swoop in and just do a few photos at the reception and just sort of practice my skills that way. And everybody was having babies and Whatnot. So I started out my business that way in weddings, um, gained my my following that way, and did weddings for a solid 10-ish years before I decided to switch over to families. And just for the fact of, you know, needing a change and getting and trying something new and working with a lot of those families or a lot of the couples that I had shot weddings were now having families and they were reaching out for family photography. So it felt like a great time to transition. And in between there. No, I was just going to say I'm right in your boat with that. I, I started a, a few years after you, like 2009, 10. And then this last year after, after about 10 years of doing weddings and still family stuff, I'm just um, phasing out of weddings as well. So yeah, it feels good to do something a little different. I love weddings, but I feel like we all get to our breaking point, right? Where it's just <laughs> like, mm, time for something new. <laughs> time for a new challenge. You know what? In that 10-year journey of doing weddings too, I definitely had my share of burnouts. And one in particular, I also have a teaching license, which I know you do mm-hmm. too. So that's kind of fun. Um, my teaching license is in elementary education. And I had been sub substitute teaching throughout that whole time as well to help supplement during the winter when we all don't have weddings. Uh, And then I ended up with a full-time position within there, still thinking in in this crazy brain of mine that I could do both. I was like, oh, I can be a full-time teacher and still shoot 30 weddings a year. Why not? (laughs) And that was, uh, (laughs) was a terrible idea, to say the least. So I had a major case of burnout right in there. And after two years of teaching, I just had to get out of all of it as teaching goes, you don't get your contract renewed unless you're tenured. And I wasn't tenured at the point. So it was a natural break of getting that. We don't really have a spot for you in teaching, but also I just needed a break from photography because I was burnt out of everything. And I gave it all up, wanted a job where I could go to work and then come home and have zero responsibility once I got home, including editing. (laughs) So I kind of took a a year, year and a half break in there too. And I got a job in corporate America in marketing. So I've kind of been all over the place. But yeah, I feel like with photography, burnout is real. It is real. It is real. I think one thing that I noticed with a lot of the folks that I coach is that there's sort of a a lack of foresight or maybe just a a generalization of goals, if that makes sense. So it's like, I want to do this full time, but there isn't really like a detailed account of sort of what does that look like to you? How much time do you have each week? When are you going to do this? Like, when are you going to set a time? Like all of that stuff isn't really taken into account. And so I think 
we get in this like whirlwind of like, I'll take everything that comes and like people get excited and then they're working with the wrong clients. You know, there's just a, there's just sort of like this mm-hmm. snowball effect. And I think that contributes a lot to people suddenly a few years down the road going, what the hell am I doing? Because it wasn't really right. thought out too well. It was just sort of the excitement of it all. And I try to, you know, that's one thing that I try to really help people with is just like visualizing and really planning to not a extreme point, but just to like really think about mm-hmm. what your bandwidth is. And it might be that like you want to be a destination wedding photographer flying all over the world, but you really only have time for like a side business right now, you know? Right. That's such a great point. And that was 100% me when I was like, I can shoot 30 weddings and be a full-time teacher. Like total lack of any sort of foreplanning on (laughs) how the heck that was all going to work out in, uh, in life. But yeah, so all great points. And I think we, we want to keep making money. We want to keep growing, growing, growing our businesses, but many photographers, in fact, most don't have any help. Mm -hmm. They might have like a second shooter they work with, but I'm saying like on the back end administratively, like not a lot of help. Right. And there's, there is a cap on that. You can make probably about no more than a couple hundred thousand dollars a year if you're really killing it by yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And and I think the burnout comes from that place too is just this lack of knowledge on how to hire people, how to grow, where to grow, what that even looks like if you want to grow, if you don't want to grow, really looking at like, right? okay, well, this is, this is all I got to give. Like, maybe I need to, you know, like you and I both did, like, switch it up or cut back or um, reevaluate. But it's kind of like that idea of like, mm-hmm. what can't be measured can't be managed. You know, when people are like, I'm going to eat better. I'm going right. to shoot more weddings this year. I'm going to grow my business. It's like, well, that's great. But like, if you don't have like, any kind of idea of what that even looks like you get you get caught up in the like yeah. yeah i'll take this gig yeah i'll take this gig yeah i'll take this gig and then suddenly you're like panicked you know yes yes and i think as um creatives we're all like we're just eager to do it all and we're eager to create we're eager to give every client the you know what they're looking for as far as the pictures go what we don't think on the back end that you're booking yourself eight days in a row with no breaks. <laughs> and you also did then need to figure out how to edit all that and field new inquiries and keep up with current, you know, like all the client communications and stuff like that too. So yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> let's take a step back and just talk quickly about um, what inspires you. So mm-hmm. like, we have a little picture of your journey, which is, you know, I can totally relate to a lot of overlap there. But um, <laughs> what kind of inspired you to get into this? And what inspires you now? Yeah, so back in college, this is such a random story. But <laughs> back in college, when I was just sure I was going to be a teacher forever, I at the end of my career, career of school, I guess you could say, (laughs) you get, you know, I mean, if you go to a state school, you get, I think after 12 credits at that point, everything was free after that, or after 16 credits, everything was free. I can't even remember how it went after you hit the full load. And I was coming up on um, needing to fill up a few credits or, you know, like to get to my full load. And then I was like, oh, what else can I take? And I decided to take a photography class. And this was back when kind of, not to date myself, but back when digital was kind of getting started. So I went out and got a very entry level digital camera. And this class, mind you, was 
only for the people going into, um, I think it was like PR or media relations or something. It was a very specific class for a very specific major. And I went to the teacher and I was like, I'm really interested in this. I want to take this class. And I got myself in <laughs> as an education major. So I went through this class and we, you know, we learned the dark room and we, and black and white film photography and how to, how to develop your own, yeah. and all the basics and just very, very minimal digital stuff. And I was just hooked after that. I was like, this is fun. Nice. I really, I really like this. And I don't think at the time when I was doing that class, I really thought that I would take it anywhere beyond just for fun for myself, but yeah, getting out into the real world and realizing that, you know, maybe, maybe teaching was, isn't quite what I want to start doing yet for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I decided to continue my journey with photography. I actually went to art institutes for a couple of years and um, dabbled at some of the classes that they offered there until they finally sort of kicked me out because I wasn't on the path of graduating. <laughs> right. Squatting there That's taking hilarious. classes. So so that was really kind of how I got my start in photography. But then as far as inspiration, gosh, I get inspiration from so many different places. I love film, um, just watching different, you know, films and especially like indie films and, and short, short form films. You can randomly just search Vimeo and find the most beautiful stories yeah. told through film. So I get a lot of inspiration from that. Other photographers, obviously. Just, you know, like everyday real life stories. I, I, I really like storytelling and stories. So sure. books, anything like that is kind of where I get my inspiration from. Very cool. Well, on that note, we're going to we're gonna wrap this up for part one. This is a two-part interview with Jen. So tune in to the next episode for that. We'll say aloha for now. Thank you for listening. Again, all of the links to Jen's work can be found in the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to wrap up this two-part interview with Jen of Emerald Rue Films. After over 10 years full-time as a lifestyle photographer, I've discovered eight things that every photographer should do to build and grow a strong photography business. If you would like to strengthen your business in 2021, and learn more about the eight things that have helped me build a solid photo biz, head to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. That's the number eight things to get your copy of the eight things that I've done over the last 10 years to build a successful lifestyle photography business. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. I will be back as always every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes Remember, in everything that you want to achieve, consistency is key.